This is the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, as always, Dr. Andy Johnson. Topic of today's podcast is invented spelling, sometimes called temporary spelling. Charles Reed, R-E-A-D in 1971, is thought to be the inventor of invented spelling. Of course, he really didn't invent invented spelling. He just recognized how important it was in the development of children's ability to read and write. However, the term he used to identify this phenomenon, invented spelling, was probably a poor choice of words. Because it wasn't long before gaggles of reactionary penguins began squawking and flapping their wings, claiming that whole language teachers were telling children they could spell words any way they wanted to. Based on that term alone, they concluded that students were being taught that spelling wasn't important and that they should just invent any old way to spell. And they pointed to falling test scores, which weren't really falling at all. And they claimed that whole language teachers were to blame. And they insisted, these penguins, that whole language teachers were destroying America standing in the world and ruining the economy. Now imagine that. Whole language teachers must indeed be powerful if they're able to do all that. But what about the children? Who protect the children? They said. Of course, if any of these penguins would have actually taken the dead fish out of their mouths and bothered to read even one of the many books and articles describing whole language and writing workshop or emergent writing, they would have soon realized how silly their preconceived penguin rantings were. Now, it always seems a bit ironic to me that those who get the most upset about whole language literacy instruction seem to be the most illiterate about whole language literacy instruction. They seem to be title readers, reading only the titles of things and none of the content. Now, let me tell you, the very first thing that good whole language teachers teach their students on the very first day of school is that you have to read more than the title of the book or article and able to understand what that book or article is about. However, to calm the sense of hysteria spreading in penguin world, the term invented spelling was eventually replaced with the more appropriate term, temporary spelling. But there are essentially the same thing. So let's define our terms. Let's define what's making the penguins so upset. During the process of writing, students are taught if they don't know how to spell a word, they should give it their best shot or use enough letters to temporarily hold the idea until they come back to edit the piece. This is what's called temporary spelling. It's done so as not to ruin the flow of the writing. 
This enables students to focus on the higher-order thinking involved in the composing process. Also, young children are able to write before they've mastered conventional forms of spelling. And as described in many podcasts, editing, as well as spelling and grammar, are step four of the five-step writing process. Not step five, not step one, two, or three, but step four. Now, let's look at teaching writing. Here's a concept that seems self-evident, but apparently it's not self-evident enough. So let me make it more self-evident. Spelling is not writing. Let me say it again. Spelling is not writing. Writing is writing. Writing involves the expression and transmission of ideas. Spelling is making sure that you're using socially agreed-upon arrangement of letters in the individual words. Ideas versus an arrangement of letters. Writing is something that takes a human being to do. Spelling is something a computer can do. There are spell checks and grammar checks on your computer, but there's not a writing check or a good idea check. However, think of all the bad books and articles that would have been prevented if there were a writing check or a good idea check. Now, if you want students to become better writers, you must teach writing. This doesn't mean we ignore spelling. However, teaching writing is much different from teaching spelling or grammar or punctuation. And one of the reasons why students have difficulties in writing is that spelling, grammar, and punctuation are being taught in place of writing. Again, this does not mean we don't teach spelling, but we teach writing to help students become better writers. We teach spelling someplace else. Six big ideas related to temporary spelling and writing. Number one, we need to treat real students like real writers. We want to get our real students ready to be successful in the real world. In the real world, people aren't given weekly lists of words to spell. In the real world, editing is step four of the five-step writing process. In the real world, real writers have messy first drafts and revision. Real writers focusing, focus on editing during the final phase of their writing. There's a time and a place to look at grammar, spelling, and punctuation errors, and it is not well-drafting. Idea two, good writing is writing that expresses ideas efficiently and effectively. Good writing is different from error-free writing. Attending to the mechanics of writing is very important, but it must occur in the appropriate place, in the appropriate way. 
Spelling, punctuation, and grammar should be seen by students as elements that help them transmit their ideas more effectively. Errors in any one of these will dilute or diffuse the message. Editing of spelling, grammar, and punctuation should occur near the end of the writing process, not at the beginning, after a piece has been revised many, many times. This is what enables students to see editing in the context of effective delivery of their message. Idea number three, temporary spelling enhances the flow of ideas. Temporary spelling is merely a placeholder for the idea. You can tell students to underline their temporary spelling so they'll know which words to attend to during the editing phase of their writing, but not during the draft revision stages or pre-writing. Idea number four. Learning to spell is a developmental process. But won't children learn the incorrect spelling of words if they're allowed to use temporary spelling to hold the ideas, you ask? No. Nonsense. Poppycock. Learning to spell is a developmental process. We proceed through a series of stages until we become conventional spellers. Now, there's very little correlation between the use of temporary spelling and students' performance on weekly spelling tests. However, there is some evidence to support the idea that the use of temporary spelling will speed students' development or process through the various spelling stages. And again, this doesn't mean that we don't engage in spelling instruction. Instead, we don't engage in useless, silly spelling instruction that gets in the way of writing. Idea number five. Temporary spelling enables success. Temporary spelling enables teachers to recognize and value students' ideas. And it provides a venue for low-achieving readers and writers to experience success. Now, often students who have reading and writing difficulties experience nothing but failure for the entire time they're in the classroom. So is it any wonder that they sometimes act out? Learning success can contribute to students' overall academic achievement. Success contributes to positive self-esteem. Self-esteem is highly correlated with students' achievement. Now note that this doesn't mean that high self-esteem causes high achievement, just the two are strongly related or co-related. And the sixth idea, temporary spelling improves phonemic and phonetic awareness. Temporary spelling involves, improves children's ability to hear letter sounds, sounds within words. Sounds, that's phonemic. Phonemic awareness. It also improves their ability to make connections between letters and sounds. Phonetic awareness. These are both important prerequisite skills in learning to read by listening for sounds and using as many letters as they can to hold their ideas during the writing process, students become better able to hear and make letter sound relationships. 
So two ideas. Number one, you should do more than read the title of books or articles. You should actually read what the book or article is about before coming to conclusions about what that book or article is about. And number two, spelling, temporary spelling is a good thing in helping children learn to write. We want students to become better writers. We must teach the writing process. This has been Dr. Andy Johnson and the Reading Instruction Show.